Thomas, I finally did some preparation for the podcast. Wait, we're supposed to be prepping for the podcast? Hello, welcome to This Week in Japan. I'm the Gaijin John. I'm the Geek Tom. And together we make up Geeks and Gaijins as we bring you all the local and, to be honest, pretty stupid news from all around Japan. Woo! How did a ghost get in here? (laughs) I mean, if I know anything about Japan, 90% of it is haunted. Can confirm. It's really weird when you're on the toilet. I've seen that anime. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) Thomas, to start with, what do baby pandas, melons, counterfeit demon girls, rusk and feces all have in common? Have you been reading my Christmas list? Are you sure you haven't been reading my Christmas list? Well, apart from being the worst soup I've ever made, they're all (laughs) in this week's podcast. (laughs) Not the pandas, John. They're an endangered species for a reason. It's because you keep eating them. God damn it, John. Please note, don't deport me. I have not been eating pandas. John, we have talked about you coming over to Japan and stealing their rare animals. For God's sake. The amount of pandas in Japan have just gone to plus one. This is a part of my project to try and make the beginning of the podcast like nice and happy for once. Because there is a new <laughs> tiny baby panda in Japan. Oh, woo! And yes, this was on the 22nd of November that a new tiny, tiny panda entered this world. It's not been named yet, I don't think, uh, but it is a male cub for parents Eme and Raohin. As we were talking about a little before the podcast, this panda dad, he's a chad. The chadist of daddists. The daddists of chads. He's, he's a, a, a record holder for most Chad, apparently, according to this article John sent me, well, which I, I was surprised to see. Well, most Chad in the world of pandas. I mean, he's, he's single-handedly saving a species. I think that puts him pretty high on any list, regardless. This is the first time in two years they've had a little baby. And this one is between apparently 28-year-old male panda and the 20-year-old mother. And this is her seventh time delivering a baby. And she is Yay. she is currently the mother of ten pandas, including three pairs of twins. That's insane. That, that's uh, exhausting. <laughs> My goodness. But uh, congratulations, I guess. You're doing a great service. Keep it up. <laughs> oh, even better. Uh, in panda years... Do you want to guess how old the father is? Um, he, he was 28 in human years. Yes. And I'm guessing pandas don't live as long as humans. So, Correct. Um, I'm guessing he's middle-aged at this point. Oh, no, he's in his 80s in human oh. years. He is the Hugh Hefner of pandas. <laughs> <laughs> no, No wonder he is a record holder for most babies produced, because he is just ancient. <laughs> yep, he also has the record for the oldest panda producing offspring. He's still got it. He's still got the magic. God bless you, you crazy panda. And also, for those thinking that, oh, this is going to be adorable, it kind of is, but also in a terrifying way. Because if you haven't seen a baby panda, uh, please eradicate all thoughts in your head right now. 
It's one of those uh, animals that don't have eyes when they're born, which is a very yeah. fun little experience. Um, I, I still cannot quite wrap my head around that, but it does look like some sort of mutant demon dog bear at yeah. the moment. It, it does look a bit like, oh no, put it back in the oven, it's not quite done yet. Although I guess demon dog bear does describe raccoons quite well, which is kind yeah. of what they're going for with pandas anyway, so... Good job. <laughs> Let's just say this is the kind of thing you'd see at the beginning of a horror movie, like inside the glass. And then when there's a <laughs> power outage later, like suddenly the glass is broken and it's disappeared. Yeah, if you try to age up this creature, it, it would not, you would not imagine it becomes this just big round ball of white and black fur. He's going to put on quite a few pounds before he hits his teenage years. Yep, but what we've got to know, Thomas, is will he be as big a Chad as his dad? Only time can tell, but he's got a legacy to live up to now. Well, Japan is well known for animals, and including some of those who hold political office. Ooh, satire. Yeah. This is a city official in Okayama Prefecture, the neighbouring prefecture to mine, uh, who has been accused of uh, throwing his own poop at people. Okay, maybe your dig was actually quite accurate. <laughs> what? Yep. Um, and Thomas, do you want to combine that with something else weird in the news at the moment? Why do you think he was throwing poop at people? Um... Uh, he just really doesn't like Thanksgiving. I don't really know. I, it's kind of hard to say. No, because someone asked him to wear a mask. Oh! <laughs> no! That, what, none of this is... I mean, there's rarely a situation where throwing your feces is a reasonable response to a situation. I, I None come to mind, actually, now that I think about it. But I, I feel like being asked to not spread or contract disease is um, probably not a good... In fact, he's probably made the situation worse now that I think about it. He's, he's actually done the opposite. Okay, for those at home, like, this story is going to get immediately worse, but then somehow even better. Oh. Because when I read it, I was like, wait, what's happening? What? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was going to a health centre to drop off a faeces sample. So he had a stool sample oh, in his hand. <laughs> I don't know why, in my mind, someone asked him to put on a mask and he just dropped trousers, immediately produced his weaponry and fired it out of his hand. Wait a second. That... Wait a second. I need more fibre. <laughs> Although, to be honest, I can't be reasonably expected to imagine a man is just carrying around a stool sample just for this occasion. Like, that's not something people commonly do. Well, he visited a health centre and he was asked by staff to put on a mask whilst inside the building. Yes. Because, you know, it's a health centre. Uh, I mean, yes. <laughs> and this city council member Ugh. shouted at the employee, I don't need a mask because I'm not talking. Ugh. I mean, 
I mean, I know masks are a difficult concept for people in general. Mo some a small group of people don't seem to understand that the nose needs to be covered because it is also connected to the lungs. But this is another level beyond that. Of as long as my mouth isn't flapping up and down like it is right now when I'm telling you it isn't flapping up and down, I don't need a mask. Uh, he then apparently shouted again. I don't need a mask to drop off a sample. And he hurled the poop at the nearby desk. I mean, that that's one way to pr problem solve. That's, that's, I see where he's at with that. It's not reported of whether it remained in its sample container. I think that's information that doesn't need to be confirmed or denied. I'm perfectly happy not knowing. The thing is, this 73-year-old councilman... He he didn't just leave. He he went to his car, got a mask, which he had in his car. Oh, he, okay. He then came back to the building and shouted, <laughs> "These young punks!" What a, what, a, what a personality that man has. Um, I think he might need help. That's not helpful behaviour. That's just not healthy. <laughs> what a strange man. I will say that the councilman says that his sample was just in his hand at the time and he just kind of, like, dropped it by accident and everyone else is just being a drama queen. Mm. However, um, you might be wondering why this man hasn't lost his job, and that is possibly weird because the other members of the city council uh, already have signed a resolution to recommend his resignation, because this is Japan, you can't force someone to resign. Uh, that was done last September. Hmm. I wonder why they wanted rid of him. <laughs> Well, that one was because of an incident where he was accused of speaking in an intimidating way to a member of the cleaning staff. That's never exactly the most healthy of personality traits either. This guy just generally seems to not be very helpful. But upon being asked about this incident, he just stated, I always speak in a loud voice. I didn't mean to intimidate anyone. I apologise. He states that he just kind of let the poop go by accident. And the other person failed to grab it. So somehow, him throwing poop everywhere whilst shouting at people just doing their job is their fault. That does sound like a particular train of thought I'm familiar with. <laughs> yes. Also, he's currently in his third term. Voting! Hopefully he won't make it till fourth. <laughs> Vote, kids. How hard is it? Uh, I guess all our praise of, hey, Japan's actually pretty good at this because they actually usually wear masks anyway. And uh, they're, they're just general germaphobes as it is. Doesn't really apply to the whole population. I think that's something we're, we should be more clear on. Some people, yeah. wherever you go, some people are just going to be like this, regardless of your culture. We got crazies here as well. Just saying. Just, just saying. I mean, uh, that should be evident if you listen to a single episode of this podcast, is that Japan is full of crazy people just like everywhere else. 
yes, and perhaps one of those crazy people, I, I, I'm just going to ask you, Thomas, because you work in generic brand store. Yes, I work in a store. Has anyone ever fingered your melons? I beg your pardon. Has anyone ever fingered your melons? Listen, what I do in my off time is none of your goddamn business, John. I, I, no, I'm not going to talk about my personal life on the podcast, if that's all right with you. I was more talking about if you've ever experienced a case like this, in which a Hokkaido woman was arrested for poking holes in 13 melons with her finger. Oh, um, right. Uh, no, can't say that's ever happened either. I mean, no, that's never happened. Well, apparently a 64-year-old woman <laughs> went to us. Sus- well, we've all, like, held an avocado slightly too long and gone, mm, I should probably put this back because it's I've made it a bit too squishy. But maybe you haven't been the 64-year-old woman who at 1.30 in the afternoon uh, went to a grocery store and poked holes in 13 melons because this is Japan, those melons were worth an equivalent $135. That is ridiculous. Uh, I keep forgetting how much fruit costs in Japan. And this woman just comes along and goes, I'm going to destroy these melons. Well, this is specifically Hokkaido and Hokkaido melons. Hokkaido melons are, like, renowned for being expensive. But they're not, like, small holes either. She just, like, must have taken her finger and, like, gone go-go gadget drill. It's insane. Um, okay. So she just walks into the store, decides, you know what I'm going to do today? I am going to just stick this finger right up in there. Give it a good old reach around and, uh, and see what happens. And I'm going to do that 13 times for no reason. I found a picture of the melons. Well, apparently she said she was, like, gauging their freshness or something. I found a picture of the hole she made in the melons. Oh, God. Do I need to see this? Oh, of course I do. Send it to me. That's just not what, not, not just one hole. There's, like, multiple holes in some of these melons. Like, she really went... It, it looks like she tried to pick some of them up like a bowling ball. <laughs> <laughs> what? Maybe she just got a bit confused. I think we can confirm from today that Japanese old people answer to no man or God. They are just un- uncontained. Yep, yeah, pretty much. Because also we don't know how she did it because there were no security cameras. Uh, I mean, so, I, I think it's pretty obvious. She got her finger, she pushed really hard, and then she got in there. Unless you think she had some, a special drill. Especially melon utensil. Well, God only knows, uh, because somehow the police managed to track down the culprit, so maybe she's a repeat offender. <laughs> like, <laughs> someone's been... Police! Police! Someone's been poking holes in our melons! <laughs> God, she's done it again. <laughs> uh, Just puts on sunglasses. Looks like we've got some fruit to go with our serial killer. (laughs) 
Also, one one thing's from Japanese Twitter. Just the best response are ones like, sounds like a yokai to me. <laughs> I'm mostly thinking of whether she, like, has martial arts training. <laughs> You've seen that woman crush a watermelon with her thighs. Now watch this Japanese pensioner poke a hole in a melon with her ace skills. <laughs> bow, 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 bow. I now understand why Japan has so many stories of uh, demons and yokai wandering around doing weird things because they've just got old people wandering around doing weird things and no one has any explanation for it so it must be something weird and supernatural because who does this? Who pokes holes in melons and throws their own poop at people? What is going on? Uh, Japan's alright. Well, (laughs) The kids are alright. The old people are lost but the kids are alright. Yeah, the kids are alright. Uh... Well, speaking of food, I mean... <laughs> Have you still got an appetite after this, John? I, I, I don't know. I've, I'm assuming well, your snack for today has gone unmolested. Well, so far, because because Tom Usk... Sorry, it's a weird combination. That was my version, then, yes. Because, Thomas, mm-hmm. how are you for Rusk? I feel like I should know what Rusk is, but I don't think I've ever had Rusk, so I don't think I have an explana- a, a description of my opinions on Rusk. Well, before I tell you, I have Rusk. Strawberry taste. Okay, so even with my limited knowledge of Rusk, I imagine that strawberry is not a common flavour <laughs> So for that particular meal. If you're like me and had to look up what Rusk was, because also in the Japanese word for it is Rusk. Uh, I am, in fact, that person, yes. It is, like, dry, twice-baked bread. Ah. The American equivalent is, like, Melba toast or something. Yeah. So it's the kind of thing that you'd get, like, um, appetizers on, crackery bread Mm. that you'd, like, snap, and you're like, oh, this is dry. Why am I eating this and not, like, actual bread? (laughs) Uh, the definite I did find the definition of it online is light dry biscuit or piece of twice baked bread, especially one prepared for use as baby food. Lovely, and twice baked bread used in food such as sausages and formerly as rations at sea. Makes sense. And apparently, the word rusk comes originally from the Portuguese, so it might come from Portuguese sailors to Japan. That would also make sense. Yes. That might be why they love Rusk so much. Because Japan, weirdly, really loves, like, messing with dry bits of bread. Putting chocolate and stuff on them. And here I have a bag of strawberry taste Rusk. I mean... Yeah. I, honestly, surprising that we didn't find this sooner. Japan loves making things strawberry flavour. Yep. Yeah, I, I do... I will eventually upload, like, a slideshow of these on the Gaijin John Instagram. Uh, so you can all enjoy them at once when you're going back to listen but let's open this because I haven't opened this and always the immediate smell is quite a reaction oh that just smells off Uh. (laughs) you've checked the sell by date haven't you this wasn't from the discount aisle I'm guessing No. well this goes off in February next year You should be fine then. It's a very odd looking food. Yeah, it just looks because it's not like 
biscuits it's like fingers of it and because the bread part is slightly pink and then you have the crust that is brown it looks like someone's tried to make like a really rubbish bacon rasher out of bread <laughs> yeah, it smells slightly of strawberry but just also slightly of bread which kind of makes it all Those smell are the a bit two musty. main ingredients of the snack, John. So I don't know whether there's any strawberry in this. Don't lie to me. <laughs> hey, we only ever said strawberry flavour. No one said nothing about strawberries. We didn't even say strawberry flavour. It's strawberry taste. <laughs> Is that legally distinct from strawberry flavour? I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. Anyway, there's only one way to find out. I'm confused. <laughs> Does it taste like strawberry, John? Yes, question mark? <laughs> I think my brain has forgotten what a strawberry tastes like. So, the bread itself does kind of taste of strawberry, and, like, it's not actually really hard, so it's not like a really, like, dry biscuit, which is nice, because I suppose you'd be eating these by themselves. But... It's also covered in, like, a semi, like, Harry Bow's Tanfastics powder that is also, like, strawberry powder. Mm. But the strawberry powder is flavoured of strawberry as well as the, like, the rusk itself. So it's, like, double strawberry flavoured. Like, it's surprisingly not bad. I expected to, like, despise this. And I don't. But it is weird just, like... You're just eating, like, weird toasted bits of bread covered in strawberry powder. Well, find something the Japanese can't make edible. I failed. One of the only countries in the world to look at dry bread bits and go, you know what? That should be strawberry flavour. Japan's culinary uh, expertise is just the epitome of spent so much time wondering whether they could... They never stop to think whether they should. I give that a teen girl anime out of ten. Because everything's light and tastes of strawberries. I don't know what to say. It, It's one of those things that I'm just like, I don't know what I expected. I, I got exactly what it said on the label. I didn't expect that to be in any way edible. Once again, Japan provides. It's broken me. <laughs> it really has the expectations are just out the window at this point well do you know what my expectations are Thomas no when I buy massively overpriced tat in Japan hmm. which is most of it yes but that it is yeah I spent like five dollars on like a keychain the other day I didn't even <laughs> know which one I was going to get <laughs> Did you get a good one? Uh, I got Inosuke, so yes! <laughs> Love it. I've, I've totally lost my train of thought. Um, That's what I'm here for. In Japan, those things that cost extortionate amounts of money, at least they're real, but not extortionate. Well, Thomas, I want to ask you, have you ever needed 1,500 of anything? 
Um, what I need is 1,500 likes on our Facebook page, boys. Go get it. Oh. Oh, At 1,500 actually... likes, I dress up as Nezuko. Can confirm. <laughs> I mean, he's already dressed up as Nezuko. He's just not shown you yet, is the thing. you got to go get that long. Thomas, I thought we agreed this earlier in the podcast. Private lives off limits. <laughs> what you don't know is that John cosplays for every episode and only I get to see it. <laughs> it's great. In this one, I cosplay as a depressed British man. <laughs> it's one of my favourites. <laughs> you seem to wear that one oddly often. I, 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 I just think you need to update your wardrobe a little. Anyway, uh, 1,500 of anything uh, other than, I don't know, uh, likes on social media. Uh, I probably could come up with something, but not urgently. I, I need I need the pounds. I'll, I'll take 1,500 pounds. Yeah, the well... The question's asked. But what if they were fake, Thomas? What if there were 1,500 fake things? All pounds are fake, John. That's not important. Thomas, don't get into your criticism of capitalism right now. Fair enough. Um, I'd be probably be pretty disappointed if all my likes were fake, but no one would be able to tell. Yes. Well, people would be able to tell with these because a man has been arrested in Yamaguchi Prefecture in suspicion of possessing 1,500 fake figures of Nezuko. How dare he bear the false idols. The highly popular character from the smash hit anime and manga Demon Slayer Kometsu no Yaiba. You may have heard of it. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, he had intent to sell them. How disappointing. The the thing is, you might be wondering, oh, maybe these are like the small, like, gacha-sized, like, gachapon-sized things. Oh, maybe they were like a fiver, a tenner each. No, he is specifically accused of selling one of them for 3,600 yen, which is about 30 quid or $35. Including shipping. (laughs) <laughs> what? No free shipping? I only sell any of this. He has essentially over $35,000 worth of fake Nezuko. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear me. That's that's a lot of Nezuko statues. That's probably not healthy. I'm just imagining, like, the weird otaku who works for the police station... Who has to, like, put it all into evidence? <laughs> like, who has that job? And why am I scared of them? <laughs> They'll be coming for you next, John. Apparently he might have sold more of these, because he was reported, and they've been investigating since May, that apparently someone who bought one of these figurines had said that it was poorly crafted. And therefore, had to be worth police time because if yeah. there's one thing we will not abide, it's poor craftsmanship on our anime dolls. And to be honest, as someone who does spend way too much money on these things, like even if they're quite expensive in Japan, they're like they might be poorly crafted. <laughs> <laughs> the price is the price is no guarantee of quality unless you're spending like a hundred dollars on them, and then they're going to be good. But also, you just spent a hundred dollars on an anime doll. <laughs> you really are dedicated to making sure you get some good quality stuff if you're spending that much money. Yeah. And I feel sorry for you. 
But hey, it's your money. Do what you like with it. Uh, apart from buy fake figurines. It, I mean, cause... it's not recommended, that's for sure. Though, unless you collect fake figurines? There'll be someone out there. There's always one. Small update on Kumetsu no Yaiba, because it wouldn't be an episode of Geek and Gaijins without it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is now number two of the top-grossing movies of all time in Japan. Suck it, Titanic. And it is coming to murder Spirited Away and leave no survivors. <laughs> it is still very much on the fast track to success. Now, listeners, I've been wondering why this movie is so popular. So I sent our specialised reporter, Thomas, out into the field to work out why Kimetsu no Yaiba is so popular. Do I have you, Thomas? Hello, John, and it's a wonderful day here in sunny, sunny England where I'm going to be interviewing the local population on why exactly Kimetsu no Yaiba is so popular right now in Japan. Is that our reporter out in the field, Thomas? Hello, John. It's me, Thomas. Can you hear me? Are we having some interference in the studio? No, we're not. Is it the sunny, sunny weather that's interfering with our broadcast? <laughs> John. John. <laughs> Hello, I'm Thomas, and I'm live in sunny, sunny England <laughs> to interview the local population <laughs> on why Kometsu no Yaiba is so popular in Japan. I want to keep this entire section in unedited. But you got a report coming in now that the reason that Kometsu no Yaiba, Demon Slayer, Mugen Train is so popular in Japan right now is because it's literally the only movie in cinemas right now. If you want to watch a movie, you have to go watch Demon Slayer. You have no other choice. The actual reason it's making so much money is because the Japanese government is sh just shoveling its citizens into cinemas so they can forcing them to watch Demon Slayer over and over again to keep the cinemas alive. It's mandatory. There is nothing. There is only Demon Slayer. I've not eaten in two weeks. Only Demon Slayer. And only Demon Slayer related snacks. Oh dear. And, and one last Demon Slayer bit. Because, of course, if you know Demon Slayer as well as I do, you'll realise they have a bit in the anime where he slices a rock with his sword because this is an anime with a sword. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I like Kimetsu no Yaiba. I've spent more money than quite a lot of people on it. It's still dumb as all hell. <laughs> we don't come here for it to be smart and intelligent. Let's be real. We come here because it's cool to watch a man cut a boulder in half with a sword. Yeah, well, there is a real boulder that, well, hasn't been cut in half with the sword, but is an opportunity for many kids who are fans of Kimetsu no Yaiba to go there and take a photo op to look like they've cut a boulder in half with the sword. This is the Dragon Split Boulder, or the Uno Warishi, which is a rock in Suzuka in Nagano. The original story is it said that a thirsty, thirsty dragon broke the rock with its claw when it tried to drink water from a spring from under the rock. I like the fact that it's a story that specifically goes accidentally. The dragon didn't mean to break this boulder, it just... Oh, oh dear, oh no, oh the boulder's in half now guys, sorry, my bad. 
I'll just be leaving now. I've got my water. I'll just, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna, just gonna go. But, but go. This story also implies there was someone watching all this. Because the dragon's not gonna tell you. <laughs> I mean, obviously there was someone there. Who would the dragon apologize to for accidentally breaking the boulder if there was Good no point. one there, John? If a dragon breaks a boulder in the forest and there's no one there to see it, does he apologize? <laughs> Now that that's a quote I'd quite like on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, well, someone who might have been there was a scientist from the municipal government who says that rainwater that's soaked into the rock gets frozen as it gets colder, so the cracks have expanded year by year. Mm. Nah, nah, that doesn't sound right to me. My, my version's cool. You can't listen to these scientists. They're just like, you know, a bunch of elitists, you know, with their, you know, education and stuff. Who do they, what do they know anyway? Dragons. Let's do their dragons. Anti-dragon philosophy. They have an anti-dragon agenda. <laughs> this is dragon erasure and I will not stand for it. <laughs> They've been bought out by Big King Kong. <laughs> and so if you do actually want to go there, maybe you want to come to Japan later when you can tourist here uh, the forest is called the Sakataya Koyose no Mori it's about one and a half kilometers east of Suzuka station on the Nagano electric railway woo electric we have to specify that because <laughs> this is Japan I do like that the, the actual tourism department are just going like oh we're just going with it like they're not saying no don't do this to the boulder don't be weird they're just like if you're interested, please come and visit, but be careful about novel coronavirus. It's like, do whatever the hell you want with the dumb boulder thing. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, so what? A dragon broke it. Why do we care? Go yeah. crazy, kids. We weren't making any money off this boulder before. <laughs> Let's do it. Or there was just one, like, intern at the marketing department who was watching Kometsu no Yaiba. I was like, wait a second. I have an idea. Runs to his boss's office. Boss, I've got a crazy idea. It might just get this park out of the red. This heartwarming, based on a true story, coming to a <laughs> cinema near you. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening. You can find the podcast on the usual places you can find podcasts. We're on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Uh, if you want us on a new place or want to ask us any questions or about a story, you can email us at geeksandgaijins, one word, at gmail.com. You can also keep up to date on Facebook and Twitter, where we are Geeks and Gaijins, or I'm on Twitter, at GaijinJohn, and the Instagram, at GaijinJohn. Uh, links for all the articles today are in the show notes. But Thomas. Hello. Do you have any notes of wisdom to leave us with? The dragon does apologise because he's very polite, regardless of whether there's someone there or not. He's just a little socially awkward is all. And who doesn't need a socially awkward dragon in our lives? Reach out to your socially awkward friends, people. They know you mean well. They just like to be included. That's all for now, and listeners, we'll see you next week. In Japan. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>